The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff, And today we're going to be attacking <laughs> one of the issues that seems to be driving people crazy today in the career and branding world, which is the wonderful rollout of the new LinkedIn profiles. Perhaps it's not a crisis situation in your world, and that's a good thing. It seems to be a crisis situation in mine because, of course, all of us in the careers industry are trying to help all of you out there who are trying to use LinkedIn to build your brand or job search We're trying to help you understand this new rollout, and they keep changing things every day. So we're going to talk about today the things that you can do to use LinkedIn well, the things that are changing that you'll want to be aware of and think about how you want to handle, and the things that really aren't changing and perhaps are part of the reason that the user interface is changing is because maybe no one was reading all of that great content that we were helping you write. If you've looked at the new interface or if you've seen anything that that has happened with LinkedIn on the desktop version, what you'll notice is that it looks a lot like it looked on your mobile. Most of us use it on our mobile phone anyway, so it's probably not that big of a shock. But when you look at LinkedIn on your mobile phone, what you'll notice is that there isn't any content unless you really try hard to find it. So when you look at someone's profile or your own profile as a public viewer on LinkedIn, what you'll notice is that there there just isn't that much content on the desktop version and on the, on the mobile version you get a little tiny snippet of the summary, a little bit more in the desktop version than on the mobile, but not much in the new rollout. And you don't see any of the content for the person's experience entries unless you tap or click on that experience itself. So what's really happening is that the desktop version is is becoming more like the mobile version and yes, the the user interface is more like Facebook, especially mobile version of Facebook. And so this is causing some uproar because, of course, we all want to be able to use LinkedIn well and we want to know where things are. So we're going to talk about today the key things you need to be worried about. First, with your pro t- profile content and some things that maybe you shouldn't worry about 
as much about as the media would tell you to. And then some things that you can still do with LinkedIn, regardless of all of these changes, perhaps some of the most important things in LinkedIn have not changed. And how do you find some of those things? Because although they haven't moved, or although they haven't changed, they may have moved. And LinkedIn's desktop version actually has made one of the most important things that you do on LinkedIn easier. So we'll get to that in just a minute. So let's talk a little bit about profile content. It has been true for a while that your headline on LinkedIn, which is the space right under your pretty picture, is critical. That space on LinkedIn is the most valuable content piece that people are going to see. They see your picture, which is important, although they've made the picture smaller on LinkedIn, which is interesting. But data shows that people do spend quite a bit of time looking at your picture. So you want to make sure that you do have a current professional picture that is at least most of the space in the picture is your face. People do business with people. You need that picture up there. My best analogy for not having a picture up there is you standing on the other side of a wall and trying to network with me and saying, oh, you know, don't you want to get to know me? And don't you trust me? Don't you want to hire me? And yet you're standing on the other side of the wall and won't let, won't let me see you. Obviously, there are reasons that people want to do that in, in terms of diversity or discrimination. However, it just doesn't work. Having no picture up there is worse than having any kind of picture you may have. People are going to discriminate no matter what. Eventually, they're going to know what you look like. So put a picture up there. Then you've got your name field, of course, which is also hot real estate. However, filling the name field which a, with a bunch of extra stuff is not going to be helpful for you. In fact, it's against LinkedIn's user agreement. If you put your phone number, your email, your um, words that aren't supposed to be in there, so Colorado's top mortgage agent, for instance, isn't allowed in that field, I don't think it's worth it. You can put that stuff in the headline, which shows up right below the name anyways. So the headline there, you have 120 characters, 140 characters that you can use to create a good headline. There are several different ways that you can create a headline, and we're going to go through some of those here in just a minute. But the idea is that this headline should be straightforward in some way. It should be clear what you do. We don't want it to sound like the old, outdated resume objectives, you know, seeking a position in or, um, you know, those vague statements of I'm great at something that people don't really understand or using a lot of those overused buzzwords, great interpersonal skills. I've never seen that in a headline, but please don't use it. So you want to think about how can you be straightforward and clear about what you do and maybe showing some kind of action or value so you can be real clear and use titles. Titles are highly searched keywords. 
So if you are job seeking, give yourself a title. You don't have to be currently employed. Or if you are currently employed and you want to use your current title, there's actually nothing wrong with that to lead with your headline as a title. Again, it's straightforward. It's clear. It shows what you do. And it's a highly searched term. So enterprise sales executive, director of strategic partnerships, national account manager, those titles, although perhaps not really sexy, they're, they have a lot of pros. They are, again, they're clear, they're obvious, and they're highly searched. You can get more creative, maybe lead with that title, and then tell me a little bit more. So maybe an enterprise sales executive, and then turning around operations to grow revenue and get as specific as you want to get there. Award-winning professional speaker and small business consultant. So it has that title in there. It's giving a little bit of value. Those can work. They're a little bit salesy. So if you're currently employed and looking, you may want to be careful about how salesy you get with a headline. You can tell me a little bit about your story in that headline. Top performing key account professional who always exceeds sales, profit, and market share goals. You have quite a few characters that you can use there to do what you want to do. Be clear, be concise, use keywords that someone would use to find you, and use specific keywords, which we'll get here to in just a minute. Avoid those generic, overused phrases that aren't really specific to anyone, like great interpersonal skills or whatever it might be that you're tempted to say there that is vague and uninviting. So that headline piece hasn't changed. Perhaps it's become more important because of some of the changes that have happened further down in your profile. But if you're thinking about making sure that your profile is good and competitive with this new rollout that is one place to go back and double check. What does your headline say about you? Is it clear who you are and what you do? If it's appropriate, does it add some value or say why you do it in a short, snappy way? But really what you want to avoid is being vague and non-distinct. So using things that everyone else would use unless they are specific industry-relevant, job-relevant keywords or titles. So that's your first area to check, of course, your, your picture and then your headline. The other things that are going to be top build there on your profile are your current company and your last education experience. So you can play around with those a little bit and see what the top part of your profile looks like as you move those around. Um, Looking at someone's profile right now where their headline, so the section that, you know, you can use to brand yourself says job seeker, not the best branding there. And then their current company says job seeker. And not not great. Um, 
if you're going to put in that you're a job seeker or want to fill that currently employed space with something, there's a lot of other ways that you can fill that space. Volunteer activity, board membership, even if it's on a volunteer board, any kind of volunteer piece that can be somewhat relevant Job seeker is okay, but if you're going to have job seeker as your current company, we definitely don't need it as your headline. Those two things are stacked right on top of each other, and it's a very much a waste of space. So if you are unemployed, come up with a headline that talks about what you want to do. doesn't have to say that you're seeking X, Y, or Z. Own it. So if you are a project manager, even if you're unemployed, use that headline space to talk about what you do, who you are, and some of your unique selling points or value propositions or ways that you've added value there in the headline, even if you're unemployed. So those are the first two areas that we want to pay attention to. Picture, headline. Then we can look at some of the other pieces in terms of the little bullet points it's going to pull up from our experience, our current job, and our most recent education experience, and then we dive right down into the summary. So in the new version of LinkedIn desktop, this is the biggest thing that has changed. So instead of getting to scroll past the whole summary, now people have two lines, and then it goes right into the other parts of your profile unless you click see more. Well, so now we've got two lines of a summary to deal with. What do we want to do with that? How are you going to capture people and draw them in to read your profile with just those two lines? And we'll talk about that when we come back after a break in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. Do you realize that the root of your challenges lie within you? It's time to find out more about coaching and how it can help both you and your business. Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves will help you gain a deeper level of self-awareness to find the answers inside yourself. 
Our guests are business professionals, just like you, who agree to a coaching session on our radio program. Tune into Coaching for Real, live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about the uproar that is being caused by the um, rollout of the new user interface for LinkedIn. So we've gone through what is prominent, what's there that we really need to be paying attention to at the top of our profile, our picture, our headline, our name, of course, and then some little bullets that are pulled from further down in our profile, our current, our current employer, and our latest education experience. So the summary is really one of the biggest changes with the changeover from the old desktop version to the new. And here's the truth of it, of the matter. I don't think anybody was reading them anyways. And so what LinkedIn has said, okay, so we have this long block of text because most people were creating a long block of text in their summary. Nobody's reading it, so let's squish it. So now when I look at your profile on my desktop, it's going to look very similar to what I see on my mobile. I'm going to get two lines of text, probably around 30 words maybe. And in mobile, I get six words. So we're doing pretty good here still. We get something. Now, a lot of people are kind of freaking out about how do you get people to read your whole summary with just these two lines. I'm not quite sure that we need to worry about that to the nth degree. Here's why. People who want to learn about you will still read your summary, just like people who really want to learn about you still read a cover letter. It's not a big number of people, right? Data showed a while ago that around 30% of, of employers were reading cover letters first, and another around 30% might read it after they read your resume, you're going to find the same thing with your summary for your LinkedIn profile. Maybe 30% of people are going to read it first because they like the story element. They want to see what you've got in there. Another 30% might come back and read it after they skim the rest of the profile, which we'll talk about here in just a moment. They'll come back and read this piece of the story. But there isn't a... Like if you do this, everybody will read your summary. So if you see that and people are saying, if you do this, everyone will read it. No, why not? Because it's dependent on your audience. So when I worked in the College of Engineering here at Colorado State University, I used to help professors glean through applications and prioritize who they were going to look at to admit to graduate school. And most people wrote a pretty bland 
statement of purpose that said what they wanted to research, why they wanted to research it, and the previous research that they had done in that area. Pretty bland, to the point. I got a statement of purpose one time, and it started with the story of this applicant creating a peanut butter sandwich. And then in the middle, it talked about some of those specifics and why the person wanted to research what they wanted to research. It was connected to that peanut butter sandwich. And then at the end, he circled back to the peanut butter sandwich. I said to my professor, this is a strong applicant. Here you go, read his statement of purpose. Person looked at it for maybe six seconds, sound familiar, and handed it back to me. And they said, what in the heck? What's the big deal with the peanut butter sandwich? Because all that person had done was read the beginning and the end, which is pretty typical of a linear type of thinker, engineer, and didn't read the middle at all. So he thought the whole statement of purpose was about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Well, if that student and that student hadn't thought about his audience, right, he had thought, oh, this is great. I'm going to tell a story very popular in marketing and career stuff today. But that story didn't connect with the audience. So when you're thinking about how am I going to capture a reader and make them read my summary with just these two lines, maybe 20 to 30 words, you first have to think about your audience. What is important to them? If you pick a quote, will that quote entice them to read the rest of your story? If you do tell a story, what type of story is going to make them read the rest of your story? And that is a challenging question. That's why there are people who help with personal branding and resumes because that's a challenging thing to do. And you may know, it, this is very easy if you're clear on who you are, why you do what you do, and who your audience is. You'll have a little bit easier time with this. But those two lines to really think you're going to write 20 words that's going to draw someone into reading your summary, it's got to be crystal clear who you are, what you do, why you do it, and who your audience is so that you can determine what is most important to them. Most people, no matter what you write, are going to skim past and they're only going to go back to look at it if the other pieces of your profile line up with what they're looking for. Again, 20 to 30% might click and read that summary from the beginning, first off. So, although it's challenging to say exactly what we could do to draw someone in, is it a story, is it a quote, is it my credentials, I can tell you a few things that you want to avoid that are going to draw no one in and do you very little good, those generic words. So if your first line is strong interpersonal skills, excelling at problem solving while maintaining strong customer service, everybody says that. So if you're going to put keywords in that very beginning of your summary, again, they have to be specific and relevant in the industry you're looking at. Title words may be better than some of the skill words. If you are going to use skill words, they need to be important in your industry. 
Are they differentiating in any way? Are they things that very few people in your industry have or that are considered top of the top when people do have them? How can you differentiate yourself using those terms? You want to be as clear as you can be in terms of which things are going to matter to your audience. And I can tell you that, you know, proven experience, interpersonal skills, although they may be important, they're not differentiating because everybody says they have them. And so you want to avoid some of those terms. Although I'm not saying that we can't have them in your profile because they may be words you want to incorporate somewhere in your profile. We do want to get them out of those first 15 or 20 words that have the most visibility on your profile. Because although, again, it may be difficult to figure out what exactly we say to draw people in, we definitely know those things are going to make someone scroll right on by. So get specific. Be clear about who you are and what you do. If you are going to be a quote, be, be a quote. If you are going to use a quote, it's got to be authentic. It's got to be something that really is important to you and says something about you. And then we want to connect it to the rest of your summary as we move through. So if you're going to draw someone in, if they do click the see more, they get rewarded for doing that. So choose those first words carefully. Don't Become analysis paralysis around it. Do what makes sense to you. If it is keywords, just be specific. If you want to use a quote, try it and see how it goes. Ask for some feedback from people that you know, but know that asking for feedback is a can of worms and you're going to get a lot of different opinions. So have a filter for that feedback when you put it in there. Ask people in your audience that you would want to read your profile. And know that it's really, it may not be as big of a deal as we want it to be because that's part of why it went away was because people weren't reading it. So if people are going to read it, you want it to be good, which means that we want it to be good. And your whole summary needs to be personable, accessible, first person, tell some kind of a story so that when people do decide to read it, they get something from reading it. And then after you have that down, you can start to worry about those first 15 words and and really your profile's ability to draw someone in. What's going to draw them in to reading your summary is if the rest of your profile is relevant to them or not. Are your jobs that you've held, the titles that you've held, the customers that you've, or the customers you've worked with, the companies you've worked for, are those things relevant to the reader? That's what they're going to look for. So they're going to skim, scroll, and then come back and read the summary. You want them to be rewarded for that. You want that summary to be quality. But some of the things that you do throughout your profile are going to have more of an impact on whether someone reads that summary than those first 15 or 20 words. So let's dive in and talk about some of those other things that we need to be thinking about to really get someone to read our summary. The rest of it has to be 
has to be relevant to them. So when we skim down your summary now, what stands out? The only thing that's really left are your job titles. They're nice and big and bold. They're the most prominent thing on the page by far. Why? Because that's what recruiters care about. And although LinkedIn has struggled with their ability to care what recruiters care about, this they seem to hit right on the head by making these job titles jump right off the page. So how do you make those job titles and then when you get down to education, your universities pop off the page, which isn't great for most of us. How do you make those job titles jump off the page? We're going to dive into that when we come back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, our world is faced with complex challenges that present massive potential risks. Conflict, misunderstanding, misalignment of organizations and their leadership, lost productivity, wasted time, and wasted resources resulting from limiting perspectives, distraction, and hardline positions are damaging our today and our future. The monetary cost of such failures is in the billions. Stop wasting time. Make a shift. Engage with host David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Companies today need to understand about mergers and acquisitions, more commonly referred to in the business world as M&A. In Beyond Financials, the people side of mergers and acquisitions, host Sonia Weigel and her guests stress the best practices and capabilities that will help your company to master all of the aspects of M&A so you can ensure a smooth and successful transition. Beyond Financials is broadcast live every Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking about your new LinkedIn profile. And not everyone has it yet, so if you're confused about what I'm talking about, the new desktop 
has rolled out the new desktop user interface for LinkedIn. It looks a lot like your mobile version of LinkedIn. So the biggest change is that the content is all gone. The content is all gone unless you click on something. So content for your summary on the mobile version, you see about six words. On the new desktop version, you see maybe around 20. So how do you get people to read it? Is it this super creative first 10 words that's going to draw people in? My guess is no. My guess is what's going to draw people in is the information that they really want to see, which is more the facts. Where have you been? What have you done? What have your titles been? And, of course, those top things, your picture and headline. So if you really want to get someone to read your summary, go down and and give some love to your job titles. Your job title sections, now they're going to be big and bold and, and boy, they jump off the page because they're kind of the only thing left on the page is these job titles. And they are the most underutilized space in most LinkedIn profiles. Why? Because you get 100 characters. 100 characters is a lot of, of content. You can get almost a whole sentence in that 100 characters. So use that. Instead of a job title that just says CEO, which may be great if you really are the CEO, this person's using that as a non-true job title, which isn't great, the profile that I'm looking at. Instead of quality assurance coordinator, for instance, quality assurance coordinator of what? That could be in manufacturing. It could be in finance. It could be in medical devices. Give yourself more credit there and put in other keywords that are industry-specific, job-specific, technology-specific, things that matter and help tell people what you do. So in that job title, you can put 100 characters to get really specific. So if you're a quality assurance coordinator in finance and your job there was to find errors and make the audit reports shine, You could fit all of that into that 100-character title section if you wanted to. And then someone doesn't have to click on the little drop-down of C description to have the highlights of what you did in that position. And this is going to become the most important real estate in the new profile section because it's all you've got. It's the same on mobile and the new desktop that the only thing someone sees when they're scrolling down is your titles. And to be able to see the wonderful content that you may have written about that position, they have to click on see description or on the mobile, they have to tap on that experience, which isn't they wouldn't even know to do that. There's nothing that tells them that they can get more if they click there. So when you're thinking about your profile and how to get someone to read your summary, go back and add to those job titles. 
give give as much as you can in that 100 characters. You can use your title, of course. You can use supporting titles, technology, industry. Yeah, it'll be obvious what industry it is when someone looks at the company. And it won't be big and bold like the job title. So whatever keywords might help someone figure out more what you do, or if there's a really short way that you can get in an accomplishment in that 100 characters, do it. Specific, relevant, valuable. No filler words in those job title sections. No interpersonal skills, no, none of those filler words. People will worry about that later, and we want that perhaps in the descriptions and in the summary content, although probably still not as quote-unquote interpersonal skills. That can be part of the story. But when we're looking at these headlines, we want them to be short, snappy, valued, and specific. So that is the number one area to go back and look at in your profile if you want to get someone to read the rest of the content that you have in there. Go back and fix those job titles. You can mix in your volunteer experience and your paid work experience. There is a separate section for volunteer experience. The section itself is called volunteering, so there's no reason to put volunteer in those precious 100 characters for the title of what you did. So if you're a volunteer marketing assistant, there's no need for that volunteer word there. You are a marketing assistant. Interesting that as you scroll down now, you won't be able to move your sections around. So if you do not have the new desktop version yet and you want to move your sections around to put your experience above your endorsements, for instance, you want to do that now because you won't be able to do it later. And go through and fix those titles. I would recommend that you spend your time fixing your titles before you worry about those first 20 words of your summary. Really dig in and figure out what those key titles should be, how you can work in more keywords, how you can work in a short accomplishment. Because if you can do that, one, it will help you get the clarity you need to go back and and really craft those first 20 words in your summary. And, And two, it may be more important. So the other thing perhaps not to panic about with LinkedIn is that despite all of these profile issues that are changing, two things are happening. One, recruiters are not getting response from candidates on LinkedIn. So the best thing you could do if you are job seeking on LinkedIn is respond to recruiters that write to you. They're going to fall out of their chair because no one is doing that. No one's responding to their messages on LinkedIn. So do that if you're job seeking. And perhaps even if you aren't, because you never know when you might be, building a relationship is not the worst thing on earth. If someone reaches out to you, be nice, respond back. I'm not looking right now. Please keep me in mind if you have something in the future. It really doesn't hurt to take the 15 seconds and do that. It is a quote-unquote job seekers market at the moment, but we all know how fickle things can be 
and burning a bridge at this moment in time may not be the most wise thing to do. So the things that haven't changed, and part of the reason that the content is kind of going away, is because that is not what makes LinkedIn work. That's not what makes any social media work. That's not what makes networking work. And recruiters are having to move away from kind of the easy, find a great profile, connect with the person, because people aren't connecting, to really networking. One of my recruiter contacts talks about the era of hyper-personalization returning to recruiting, which is a good thing for us if we stop worrying about the content on our profile, which is important. I'm not saying it's not important. And it's really not what's going to make the rubber hit the road. You've got to have great content there so that when someone goes there, they they read, they get value, they learn about you, they connect even deeper. But it's not how people are going to find you. People are going to find you because you're networking a proactive, a proactive process verb on our on our part as a professional in the world. So most of the things that we can do on LinkedIn to network still exist. The search has moved a little bit, but it didn't disappear. It disappeared for a little bit. Now it's back and it's actually easier to use the advanced search than it was. So we'll talk about that. Easier to use the advanced search than it was. It is easier to personalize your invitations on the desktop than it ever used to be. In fact, LinkedIn warns you now when you hit it, when you hit connect. Do you want to personalize your message? It says the answer should always be yes, always be yes, that we want to personalize that message. So those are the two things that we may use in networking that have gotten easier. Groups has gotten a little harder to find, but it's still there. They have taken away the ability for you to search groups by a anything other than a name. So you can't search group membership on a title, on a company anymore, which is not very nice, but that's all right. We can, we can deal with that because connecting to someone cold in a group may or may not really be the best networking strategy anyways. It's easier to see your activity So this has become one of the other prominent pieces of your profile. And a more important piece of your profile is your activity. So if you are posting or if you're sharing or even if you're liking articles, that shows up in a very prominent place in your profile now, which is great. So you don't have to post a long form post to have your activity as a major part of your profile now. It's there and it shows what you've liked or commented on. Of course, this could be good for our brand or this could be bad for our brand. We want to be thinking about what we're liking and what we're commenting on and what we're saying in those com- in those comments and how professional it is because all of that is very prominent in our profile now. The media in your profile, so if you've attached, as we have been 
promoting for a while that you've attached some kind of media to your profile. Perhaps it's a, a, a short video of you presenting something or a slide share or a PDF document of a dashboard or something. Those media still show up fairly well in the new desktop version of LinkedIn. Um, they aren't as pretty as they used to be. You may have to go back and fix your links and see if you can get the visuals to show up when someone before someone clicks. But those are all still there in terms of the prominence in your profile. So we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back and talk about search and connections and how those things have become a little easier and are the most important thing when you're talking about using LinkedIn to build your brand or using LinkedIn to network. It's those proactive things that that you're going to do, proactive actions that you can take using LinkedIn. We'll go through those quickly when we return in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. If you are a small business owner or a creative freelancer in pretty much any field, you can't miss Let's Get Radical. Your hosts, Jody Paydar and Liz Gold, will help you redevelop your plans, policies, and practices to take a radical turn in order to achieve new success. They spotlight the latest in technology, attitudes, what others are doing, and what can help you. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And let's get radical. Having a lawyer in your court is always a good idea. Each week, Wagner and Winnick on the Law helps you sort out the legal issues and questions in a forum with judges, lawyers, and policy experts answering your questions and discussing your personal rights within the legal system. Law School Dean Mitchell Winnick, along with law professor Stephen Wagner, will discuss the sometimes ever-changing laws and policies to keep you in the know. Listen every Thursday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. If you don't know the law, know a lawyer. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And we've been talking today about the new LinkedIn 
user interface. And your profile has shifted, it's changed, you know, just a tiny bit of your summary, no, no work experience details. And so you really want to capitalize on the big, bold content that, that is left, your headline, your job titles, get those things, use all the space that's available, make them specific, clear, relevant, and get in any value that you can and short accomplishments. And then you want to realize that LinkedIn is for connecting. Yes, it was kind of this personal website thing and and that's gone. It's for connecting. So how do we use it to connect? Well, thankfully, actually, some of the features that they're coming around to now, not all of these things were the way they are now just days ago or moments ago. They're making some of those things easier. So, for instance, the advanced search, which they've taken away some functionalities and they've definitely limited the amount of results that you can view with a free account. But let's think about this for a minute. If we're really networking, we're talking to people we already know, we don't really need to rely that much on advanced search. We can search our, our connections. We can do different things to connect with the people we already know and get introduced through them to new people. The advanced search and the cold approach isn't really networking. So some of us were using the advanced search to find those second level connections and then we can talk to that first level connection, see if they'd make introduction with us, for us. And that was a great use of advanced search. I used to use it a lot for research and it's gotten less and less effective. But really, when I didn't know someone and didn't use a connection to connect the dots, the response rate rate was really low anyways. So yes, advanced search has gotten taken away a little bit. Our our ability to see the results has gone down. What that means is that we're going to have to do networking the way it's more effective anyways, to find those people that we already know, to have them and our relationship with them solid so that then we can ask for them to help us make those connections to a second level connection. That's great networking, building those relationships, really cultivating those relationships with our first level connections anyways. However, if you want to do a search right now, If you go and you click in the search bar, which is right by your little LinkedIn icon, at the very bottom, it says search for people with filters. That's the new way of them saying advanced search. So you click in the bar, then at the very bottom of the past searches you've done, it comes up and says search with people, search for people with filters. Once you get to that screen, you can still search all of the other ways that you wanted to search. You can search groups and people and, you know, it's not great. Um, Looks like they're still messing with it. However, there's a little hint in the search bar that says structuring your search and it gives you a little bit of a hint on what you can search and where it will find those things. So if you want to find someone based on first name, you type in their first name. If you want to search for, and it gives you an example, software engineers, not named Doe, you can do that. 
using a, a complex search and it shows you how to do that. So there's some great things there in terms of search. What you'll find is that you just can't look at very many results unless you have a paid account. If you're using LinkedIn to network, you may not really need that as much as you think you do because you're going to start with your first level connections, go out to your second level connections, use LinkedIn as an opportunity to connect. And yes, it's research may be limited. However, you can still get a lot of that using a Google search. If you search for a company name and a title in Google instead of in LinkedIn, it will still pull up LinkedIn profiles without counting against your LinkedIn search results. Little hint there. So the other things that it's made easier are connecting with someone who you want to connect with without forgetting to personalize that invitation. Very important. If you're going to connect with someone, you have to personalize that that invitation. Otherwise, it doesn't do anything that good networking does. If we're not personalizing that invitation, we're not doing a good introduction of why we want to get to meet them. We're not even having the opportunity to make a first impression, let alone making a good or bad first impression. It's just non-existent. So now when you go to someone's profile and you want to connect with them, when you hit the connect button under their name, it automatically comes up and says, do you want to personalize this invitation? Yes, yes, indeed you do. So on the desktop version, they've made that a lot easier. On the mobile version, when you get to someone's profile that you want to connect with, you're going to want to look for the three dots in the upper right-hand corner. And when you click on those three dots, it's going to ask you, it's going to give you the opportunity to to personalize that invitation. So three dots at the top right give you the opportunity to personalize that invitation. If you're on mobile, on the the desktop, that big blue connect button, it's going to ask you if you want to personalize your invitation. And it's going to tell you that you have 300 words to use when you personalize that invitation. So great opportunity to say how you met someone, if you met them in person, great way to connect with them and say why you want to connect with them. Mostly, it's a great way to show that you're not a spam profile because that's part of LinkedIn's other trouble is the rise of spam profiles. If you don't put anything in that invitation, a lot of people are not going to accept your invitation because they're afraid of spam profiles and rightfully so. So if you want people to accept your invitation, please use that place where you are making it personalized. Posts and activity, as I said before, are becoming more prominent on your profile. So a great opportunity for you to share, like, and and perhaps even write a long form post so that you can stand out. They're going to add to your profile in a way that they weren't necessarily doing before, give you some great visibility and help people see what you're all about by what you're liking, commenting on, and posting for yourself. So find those connect points. Pay attention to your groups. Your groups are now under this little four, three by three square. It says tools. Groups are in there. Tools. Not very 
user-friendly, but that's okay. You know where they are now. Go over to your tools on the type, top right-hand of your user interface on your desktop, and you can find groups. Use those to make a connection point, and use LinkedIn to network. Use it to connect to the people that you already know, stay connected to them, maintain your network, and grow it in a authentic way. And you might be surprised how the new version of LinkedIn really isn't that much different than what you were used to before and maybe even has a few perks. So we'll be right back on The Career Confidant with another great episode next week. And in the meantime, if you have any questions or comments on LinkedIn and how you're using it to network, we'd love to hear those at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. Look forward to seeing you right back here next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 